previously on As We Go. Please, at your leisure, deliberate the choice before you. Will you stay or will you go? When we came in here, I thought that we should go and fight the thing, but then we got sent into this weird smoky dome and I have no idea where we are or what's happening. And I just want to go back and lie down. I just want to lie down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see the insignia of the Premu Police Institution. Kids, are you okay? Come on, get over How here. How did he? We were around a corner. How did he see us? <laughs> <laughs> Superpowers. Fuck. Marvy Zombles is on the case. Here for you, the citizens of Premu. And you see bloody footprints take steps towards you in motion uh, with nothing actually attached to them. Out of nowhere, you hear a loud, huh, thud, and you see Brew on the ground in pain. He has been completely toppled over. Roll for initiative. That's not a thing we do. Three of you are standing outside like idiots in the middle of the night. And it is night, therefore it is dark. You, of course, have a single street lamp brightly lit above you. The flickering neon lights of the city are just about a half mile away from you down a partially gravel, then changing into cement road that leads from Raya Academy to the capital city of you. However, the lights are not something that you can take time to appreciate at this moment because the three of you, Brim, James, and Anaya, along with your three classmates, Steep, Brewer, and Egret, see something horrifying in front of you. No body, no presence of being, just two bloody footprints progressively walking towards you steadily at a pace that is consistent and measured. What do you do? So this is going to be our first kind of battle encounter, like real shit going on. You've kind of, uh, you've kind of done a little bit of combat with actually the three people who are next to you, um, Steve uh-huh. Brewer. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of anime, so I'm always a big fan of the old enemies becoming new allies. So I totally mm-hmm. set all that up for that to be really nice and poetic. Um, these are all the, <laughs> this team is your Vegeta. You guys are now best friends for life, training partners. Um, oh, by the way, the three of you have combined into a single power warrior. Um, that is <laughs> you are now We're a giant mech. You are now, yeah. instantaneous fusion. You are now um, Jemiah Kivik. You are now Jemiah Kivik, and that's your team celebrity name. If, if you guys, if we ever fusion. <laughs> Oh, that will be the name. You know, I never thought that like I would even I never even imagined putting fusion into this game. But I think that's definitely going to happen in this episode. It's inevitable now. Oh, boy. Maybe maybe let's put it down the line a little. Yeah. Um, 
Now, I was going to start with a cute joke like, like, so what initiative did you all roll? But that's a that's a that's a joke from weeks ago. We can't do that. Yeah. Um, so this is but <laughs> but it does bring us to this, that this is powered by the apocalypse. Right. We're doing masks. And, um, you know, I actually was just listening to um, the Adventure Zone when Griffin was doing Amnesty stuff. And the way he put it was pretty apt the way that battle works here. But we'll go over it really quickly. There's no initiative, right? So I don't have like a running tally of who's done what. So you can literally just be a lazy person in these battles if you really think that like your person would do nothing or contribute nothing, or if you are just, <laughs> just can't think of anything. I mean, I'll try to nudge you guys because I can do what are called moves. You know, say that a boulder is hurling towards you. What do you do? This game doesn't have hit points. However, if you get hit by that boulder in game, it's not just going to make you sad. It's not just going to inflict some kind of emotional condition on you. It can actually do things like take you out of battle or take you out of battle and injure your character because we actually have the take a powerful blow mechanic. And when you do that unsuccessfully, when you do not weather the blow very well, then I get to do something better and stronger and more scary than saying a boulder is coming at you. This is when I get to punish you. This is when I get to get my like hardcore S&M on. Is that the right? No? Probably not. Okay. Not really. What's the one that's like torture? Torture. Yeah, torture is the one that I like torture. Um, I get to do bad <laughs> things to you. You know, a little playbook here. Um, it's like, let's see, on a miss. Um, I guess you are just describing straight up sadism, not sexual sadism. Yeah, just that kind. Just that kind. Um, I'm all about the straight up sadism. I'm a real purist. So like on a miss for a powerful blow, say that boulder is coming for you. You try to avoid it and you completely fail. You must remove yourself from combat you would pass out maybe some way flee the situation if we had like teleportation powers or something like that mm -hmm. um there's some other consequences that i can make you do um that i'm very excited about and i'm not gonna spoil them even though you could just look at the free pdf and probably figure out what i'm talking about but i'm gonna assume <laughs> none of you are looking at the free pdf right now um but the point is, I, I get a lot of autonomy over how to really make your characters' lives, um, you know, in the moment and maybe even sometimes permanently a little worse. So, uh, right. with that said, there are bloody footprints walking towards the six of you. But what <laughs> do the three of you do? How far away are the footprints at this point? from us pretty close about six feet away it's taken a few steps i want to reach out i don't think that this is going to be particularly as sneaky as she wants it to be but i want to reach out and uh <laughs> with like a, a tendril of skin like sort of across the ground and try and wrap around this invisible ankle yeah so what you are doing here is engaging a threat okay what you do on engage a threat is when you directly engage a threat, you roll 2d6 plus danger on a hit, something happens, which we will sort out afterwards. But you're trying to coil around these legs because you kind of have an idea of where the feet part of this is. Is that, am I getting that correctly? You're kind of like trying to. Yeah, well, I think I'm also just kind of like my first instinct when seeing a thing that's like. Is to touch it? We. <laughs> Because you can't see it and 
so I want to know that there's actually something there. Oh, okay. Okay. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to describe this, but um, so I got a nine. Okay. So a nine is a mixed success, uh, which means that you are going to pick one of the following. Uh, you resist or avoid their blows. That doesn't seem super relevant. Uh, take something from them. You can create an opportunity for your allies, or you can impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. So those things, but kind of in character. What sounds fun? Um, what is the thing you wanted? Yeah, what was Anaya doing? I, I reach out and actually make contact around their ankle, and it surprises me, and I yank on it, and it surprises them. <laughs> <laughs> Because I like, I knew that there was probably something there, but I also kind of wasn't expecting to actually feel something there. Okay. You reach up to their ankle area um, and the coil kind of keeps going up because it, it just goes in that general direction. The coil is playing around and you hear the figure say, what? What the? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. And the coil is kind of struggling uh, with this figure and you see the coil thrown off like pretty pretty aggressively you kind of actually if you were perceptible you would see kind of a squeezing on the coil itself now this is your kind of hardened skin and it is kind of now being ragdolled around so it's been pulled off of this figure it's being ragdolled in the air around and then it is tossed to the side um how connected is this thing to you would you get tossed if it gets tossed um i think only if I was like very surprised, I think otherwise it would um it would just kind of like lengthen almost like it was stretchy. It would just like grow to fill whatever distance was required. What, so what happened in this case? Did did they throw it and it just get stretchy or were you knocked off? I, I, I don't know how you would react here. I think I like lost my footing a little bit. Okay. Yeah, you you fall on your face. The rest of you who did not fall on their faces you do see that the end of her tendril, which was slender, sharp, and thin, now appears to be blocky, as though there's something attached to it, and it falls off to the side in the grass um, next to you all. The footsteps are now, you now hear them release from the ground, springing off, jumping directly in all of your directions in response to this new tendril threat. It's now superseding the person who has now fallen on the ground, and this threat is now directly engaging you all. It has burst into the air. So so what you're saying is with the spot on the ankle, we can now tell where this person is. You. So what happened was the tendril goes up the leg, a struggle occurs, the tendril gets thrown off, and as soon as the tendril gets thrown off and this big thing sees that a is on the ground uh, the thing now is no longer walking towards you and now springs off the ground what, I, what I'm asking is none of it's stuck none of it is stuck and it's still not visible in any way but you know that it is now in the air basically falling towards you I'm going to use shielding so let's see how would I do this uh, so I think this is going to be very temporary but James discovers that he can manipulate multiple people's biological stuff at the same time. In trying to figure out how he's going to protect everybody, he does that iron thing from earlier, mm -hmm. but like is able to momentarily stimulate that in all six of us at the same time. And, and explain what this looks like and what its effect is. And you don't really have to roll for this, right? This this is a, a burn. Oh, this, this is, is a burn a, use. A, okay. A thing. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's plus two. That's five. Oh, dear. Okay, well, I did remove your conditions, I think, from earlier. So I think you do have a fresh set. Oh, that's that's nice. I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really help me still. Okay. But... And when you roll a five on your generation of your powers, um, you still get your burns, but you... So I already did. I did that while, while we were chatting i got an 11 so i had three burns but i still have to roll plus freak to do this. and was the five the plus freak yes it was. okay so that is a failure and yes, what is. happens on a failure give me that potential you gain a potential and as james <laughs> gains a potential he surrounds his own body um, with a dark red glow. And he has successfully put a iron propagated blood shield around himself. The moment that that aura comes up over your face, you immediately see a crushing blow land in the side of Brem's cheek. Slow motion. And then a crack is heard. And Brim, I'm not even going to have you rolling for taking a powerful blow because you aren't trying to withstand this at all. You fly six feet back. What noise does Brim make when he flies six feet back? Um, I, I The first thing that popped into my head was uh, the Scott Pilgrim, oh no, this <laughs> is a nightmare moment when the giant head shows up. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say that's what's okay, happening. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, you, that, yeah you, get, you get Matthew Patel punched or whoever that particular evil ex is. And yeah, you 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 fly you fly about six feet, and you are on the ground, and without any kind of propagation, uh, or provocation, uh, James, you now feel in quick succession multiple sharp stings around your skin, as though something is all around you at once, trying to feel out how strong your skin is so you feel small piercings all around your skin trying to break through in rapid succession almost as if there is a swarm of hornets holding katana yikes it's basically a flurry of sharp blows on you can i tell where they're being generated from all around you yeah i i, I actually i honestly I, I mean you can try to defend against this i'm not sure what you can do in this situation because they're starting to break through Okay, so uh, this is the first time I'm using this thing. Um, given my inability to detect where this is all coming from, James is going to use Reality Storm. Um, so rather than just directly engaging a threat, this is a burn version of that, essentially. Unless I spend another burn, I will cause unwanted collateral damage. Whoa. I'm not going to spend that extra burn. <laughs> okay. Like, what's James trying to do? He doesn't know where this is coming from, so to put it very simply, he's going to take the the iron that he's generated only on himself mm -hmm. because he, he fucked up, <laughs> and it's it's essentially all going to melt down into his fingers, and he's going to do like a circular fan movement to like get whatever it is on him off essentially like firing the iron in all directions okay as james's iron is 
I guess, uh, coalescing or congealing um, in one spot, you feel a sharp pain in your abdomen. And you're no longer being attacked. The flurry has stopped, and you see blood dripping down a metal object in your stomach. And now I need to ask you a very important question. Mm -hmm. Uh, This thing is lodged into you, and all of your iron is currently in which one of your arms? Or which one of your hands? I was I was putting it in both. But putting it in both. Okay, I need to ask you a very important question. Do you push or pull in? What is your what is James's gut literally gut reaction to being stabbed? Um so <laughs> once he figured out that he could do all these things, there wasn't a small amount of experimentation he did to kind of figure out how his body works and how bodies work in general. So having all of that like passive knowledge in the back of his head, he does two things. With his right hand, he grabs the blade and pulls it out. And with the left hand, he takes all of that that iron, essentially like uses that to stop whatever bleeding is about to happen. I think this is going to be this is going to be a role for directly engage a threat because when you grab down to where the knife is, you feel that there is an arm attached to the knife that is in your in your abdomen. So that's a two d six plus danger. So plus danger. I was hoping I could. I guess the reality storm is my ability to change it to freak. Oh, nice. <laughs> Uh, well, the, if I'm if I'm doing mm-hmm. that, which I guess I did not have the opportunity to do, um, ten. Ah, yes, you successfully uh, I- I explain what this all looks like of of forcing this thing a little bit away from you and then countering. Uh, that's a three and six plus one. So Perfect. People want to know these. People things. want to know numbers. Um, as I said, he he pulls it out with the one hand fills the like wound in his gut with the iron uh and like essentially commands it to to start like converting itself from iron into like new flesh oh <laughs> because he could just change that shit yeah 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 at will and i has um, other skin you have new flesh now i don't know how how far you're letting this 10 go because because I, I think I think what you've done is good. You've successfully done yeah, what you wanted yeah. to do. You're not gonna like go super saiyan now. That's not No, no, no. My my overall goal is to try and figure out how to make him visible, but I'll deal with that in the future. The second that Chris thinks that James and everyone else now sees a blood splatter that is now oh. standing in place. James's blood, in fact. Yeah, you had some quick reaction time, but not before that knife was able to jab into you a bit further and was able to. Because you see, when your skin gets so hard, it creates pressure on that area. And so when any kind of opening occurs, even for a little bit, it makes it a lot easier for blood to splatter. Right. You now are, (laughs) there's now a bloody figure um, standing about four feet in front of all of you. Uh, Brim and Naya, you are both, standing at this point you are no longer i don't or are you guys just would you play dead like this is a bear no i've gotten up at this point i mean i got sent six feet back am i like am i like out of commission like is there anything um 
going on with me that I should know about um, you, before I try and do no, other stuff? No, you're not out of commission. I think um, your eyes are kind of doing that like woodaloo, woodaloo, woodaloo thing that maybe you've uh, seen yes. on every single um, cartoon in uh-huh. the world. Um, and I think, Anaya, you are just, you just have some like maybe dirt on your hands. I think you're you're more yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm just embarrassed. Yeah, just <laughs> and also I'm like uh, totally armored up and kind of Ooh, freaking out a little bit. Please Can I ex- do a thing? Please explain to me what armored up looks like and then do your thing. Like my entire body is coated in like at least a two inch thick layer of the skin. And I have the um, the sort of mask that I was wearing when we were in class earlier Mm -hmm. where it was like sort of a deer with fangs but like when I saw that like the blood splatter on the invisible whoever Mm -hmm. um it it started like it's not really a deer anymore it's like halfway in between that and like something with scales and like six eyes and I just, can I do a thing? Yeah, you're standing right fucking just, in, in, in behind him. He doesn't have a clue. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Um, I just, I'd just like to reach out with like a lot of skin and just try and like encase this thing. I don't know what kind of shape it is or like where all of its limbs are, but enough to just like eat it. Yeah. Uh, are you doing this with your hands? Like, are you bear hugging it? Is it with, is your head elongating? Like what part of your body is kind of the first contact? Kind of extending out from my hands, I guess, but also just like tendrils from like everywhere. I'm not thinking about any particular shape right now. It's just like, get on it as quickly I'm as possible. I'm Slenderman fingers just encasing his face, going around him, almost creating a skin straight jacket around him yeah we can go yeah. with that um do I, I need to roll though don't i yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i suppose do you want this to be an unleash your powers because i'm picturing like three times two or three times my body mass getting generated here very quickly okay what's that you got a 13 oh god <laughs> no what'd you actually get Wait, hold on. i just what's want this three? to work so badly <laughs> i got an eight okay okay so this all happen this all happens the way that you want it to happen except the some some of the coils go around him but it's more a half straight jacket where like one side is stronger than the other and it's able to kind of link onto him faster and he is able to basically give you a struggle and it looks like he may be able to have enough stamina to get off of this thing before it really hardens on him um I think I'm going to assess the situation because I don't think anyone is. I think I think we all just sprung into action, and I I, I kind of want to see what I can. Yeah, what get are our three friends doing? Um, friends. Yeah, so I let's see. Uh, assess situation. Roll. Uh, okay, cool. So I can ask two of the questions on this list if I if I do well enough, mm-hmm. and one if I do okay. Um, okay. And then you take plus one acting on the answers. I got a 12. Oh. Damn. Okay. What does Brim want to uh, know a, about this situation? Just to just to please uh, the people, I got a 6 plus 4 plus superior for me, which is 2. Uh, so it mm-hmm. was 12. Um, hmm. Can you read the mind of this invisible You thing? roughly know where his mind uh, is. Yeah, I should, I should be able to do that. Um, I think what I'm going to start with 
Uh, actually, yeah, I'm going to start with that. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to see if I can read this thing's mind. Um, I what I want to find out what what I'm trying to find out is how humanoid is this? Like, is this a is this a a person or is this a thing? Mm-hmm. Um, because if it's a person, I think Brim is going to feel a lot better about trying to take it down or him or her okay. down. So you, yeah. you you are reading the mind, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. By way of assessing the situation, I guess. So not like trying to glean any real information besides like, is there even a yeah, mind you, you that feel, has like tangible you thought? You feel rage. You feel chaotic rage struggling to get free but beyond beyond this more primal instinct uh you hear a man's voice and you hear this figure unleash their powers and instead of invisibility you now all see every color you see every color in the color spectrum at once the brilliant lights the stinging yellows the somber blues everything in between you have one more uh, assess the situation while this kind of rainbow is now basically lighting up the area you are and i would say within a 40 meter radius it seems as though it's day but instead of sunlight it is light coming from this figure Within the colors, you can make out the outline. This is this seems to be humanoid. Here's an interesting question. Um, we'll tack this on to assessing the situation, I guess, in a way. Is there any possible way that uh, that this light could be sunlight-esque? If you're saying it's lighting up the day... It is very much like sunlight. It's a good thing I'm heliokinetic. Okay, well, in that case, I'm very excited to unleash my powers. Because uh, I'm going to just soak that shit up uh, <laughs> and try and just turn it back on him and just shoot. Is there is there like a free part of him that I can shoot with the sun? Part of him is enveloped by Katie. Um, mm-hmm. There's a part of him that it, it, mostly his arm and kind of the left side of his body is actively trying to dismiss or throw off Katie's um, entanglement. And so maybe that would Brendan. be a good part to hit. Your kinetic ability, is it also just like manipulation of another source? Or does it have no, to it's, it's heliokinetic specifically. Yeah, it's heliokinetic I, I can... energy. That... So just like detonate them. I, uh... I like this idea of you absorbing the energy first. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it's, it it's has more to of like a, like a sunblast, like starfire kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because... Chris, uh, not okay. to Chris, um, not to get like too DMy and like this is my world. Get out of it. <laughs> Push my glasses up. But if literally we can say at level one, Brim can blow up the sun. <laughs> I think we're in some fucking trouble as far as power creep and just continuity of all of our existences uh, becomes a big issue. Um, so I'm going to say you have to, in small measure, like you have to gain control of this thing before. You, you can use it against him and you can use it pretty easily, but the gaming control part, that's the unleash your powers that I want to see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, um, so I guess I'm going to roll for that and see how it goes. Wish me luck, everyone. Luck. Uh, Wait, you get a plus one on whatever that is additionally. Oh, okay, right, cool. Yeah. Um, for acting on the answers of your assessed mm-hmm. situation. So that actually also is a 10 then. Uh, Hey. Two plus six plus one Will plus is. another one for freak. Paint um, me a mind story, bro. Yeah, cool. So, um, 
so Brim, uh, from back at home when he was first learning to use uh, this this power, um, learned a, learned a trick for some reason to keep him calm because he he generally had a problem uh, absorbing the sunlight like this. Uh, so he needed to calm himself down before he could do that. And this is a very high stress situation as well. So he's kind of falling back to his old training, which is uh, under his breath, very quietly singing Soak Up the Sun by Sheryl Crow to himself uh, to just try and like center his mind while he while he takes all the sunlight in. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so he's just absorbing <laughs> the sunlight. <laughs> And singing Cheryl Crow, um, <laughs> and uh, and and I guess I guess you can see the light kind of like evaporating towards him. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't like flow directly into him, but it kind of evaporates towards him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and at a certain point, you can see Brim's eyes start to glow brighter and brighter and brighter as this is happening, uh, until it gets to a certain point when the lights in Brim's eyes are as bright as being was at a certain point uh at which point brim uh extends one hand outwards and all of the light shoots out of his hand towards the monster i guess at uh at his arm which is available let me paint this tableau for you all yeah please. um the the three <laughs> other members are nowhere to be seen they've gone off somewhere and naya is skin hulk-esque tendrilling this on the left side from behind him in this menacing almost like slytherin deer outfit that is just a monstrosity james you um are clenching your abdomen with one hand arm outstretched um in the motion where you kind of tossed the enemy brim you you are luminescent you are you are opulent in every sense of the word and above you between yourself and the now pale visible figure held in Anaya's tendrils above you all stretching what seems like miles above you you see the aurora borealis the colors formed the most gorgeous starlight above you you can see it thick as though it's a fog immediately above your heads but it reaches to the sky and every star in that ocean of darkness blinks with a different color at the same time this is like some christmas light shit going on in this in the sky and as you outstretch your hand towards this figure you hear him say oh no and light washes over him. And you all see a bright white light. And as it dissipates, so does all the color. Uh, And this figure, now limp, falls out of Anaya's grasp and onto the ground. As you see sirens and flashlights encroaching on the scene um there is a white flash of light and fade into the scene it's silent you see steep hand something to james as the three of them shirk away with shoulders shrugged essentially saying to you all we can't be caught up in this good luck
as they scander away. What? James, wow. in your hand is a brown leather wallet, another white flash, and the three of you are covered in blankets. James is being patched up on the side of a emergency vehicle. The detective and the beat cop walk towards you all, asking you to follow them. Another white flash. Anaya, you are sitting in an empty classroom, a single light on the table. Marvy Zombles is standing by the chalkboard. Detective Passmore looks you in the eye, and we hear sound for the first time since the battle ended. So, uh, I need you, I need you to be straight with me, kid. What did you see out there? He's talking to you, Anaya, and only you. You are in a room by yourself. The other two are not present. Um. You gotta speak up, honey. I know you've been through a lot tonight, but I gotta know more about it. Please tell me, what did you see out there? And, and, and please, we, please, I before mean... you say anything, you, get, <laughs> you got you, you got to be honest with me. I've got I've got guys talking to your friends right now, and I, I'm really hoping I get a consistent story from the three of you. OK, so please just what did you see out there? Um, I mean, we didn't really see anything. There was just some like there was some invisible guy and he just started attacking us. You didn't see anything because they were invisible. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. That that tracks. I'm not sure. I I'll have to see what your friends say, but that's that's an interesting story. A white flash, and we see Brim sitting in a uh, smaller classroom. This one has art supplies all around the edges, uh, and again, a single bright light is on the table where he sits. I'll tell you everything you want to know. Uh, a white flash, and we see James sitting in another room. In this one, uh, he is alone by himself. And the door creaks open, and Marvy Zombles walks in. And instead of standing overbearing over, uh, he places a mug of hot liquid in front of James and sits down in front of him. And Marvy Zombles says, Oh, gee, kid. Oh, I'm really sorry about this. This is not what I intend. Are you, are you okay? I, this isn't protocol right now. I shouldn't be in here asking you these things. But what were you guys doing outside anyway? Why did you guys leave your dorms? I, I, I didn't want to ask at the time because things were going to get awkward and y'all seemed to really like me. But, <laughs> kid, what were you doing outside? We came to a consensus that... It would be better to do something than nothing. And that's admirable. And I'm not I'm not trying to victim blame or anything, because I know you're the victim here. I, I can see it on you. But um I, I, I gotta know. I gotta know. What did you see? Uh this is very important to the case. This could make or break me at the case. Bloody footprints came at us. Okay, yeah. Uh they attacked i tried to protect everyone and instead ended up getting stabbed myself which was uh, not ideal although in retrospect i suppose i did accomplish my goal just <laughs> at my own expense uh and 
uh, you have the guy. Yeah, we've we, yeah we've got we've got him in custody. Uh, he he has not woken up right now. Blade arms? Mm, no, just a knife. We we took all of his belongings off of him. He had a dagger. He had a, a small I guess device on him. We haven't really identified what it is yet. Did have brass knuckles, but yeah, not really a looker that one. Really no distinguishable features as far as I could tell. He was uh, almost looked like his entire face, all of its features were burned off. It was oh, it was gross. Yeah, we'll have to do some kind of like yeah. live biopsy. That was probably Brim. Yeah, that's what we're going to try to figure out is if your friend did that or if that was uh, kind of there before. Um, also, I we got to know. Uh, we've been canvassing a couple of the different crime scenes uh, that have been going on tonight. And you didn't, you didn't find anything at the scene of the crime, did you? Like any, anything suspicious? Which crime scene are we referring to now? Because I suppose the scene of our altercation is now a crime scene. Oh, altercation. You went to cop school. I see. <laughs> we speak the same vocabulary, simpatico. Uh, yeah, the altercation from which I am per referring would be the one where you got stabbed. Yeah, any, anything suspicious that I should know about? Nothing more suspicious than the invisible person who stabbed me, no. Okay, putting aside that that would be pretty goddamn suspicious. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I, yeah. Okay, well, uh, and he slips you kind of a, a small sheet of paper, and he says, like, well, if you, if you do find anything, uh, basically think of me as a lost and found, okay? A lost and found <laughs> of justice. You just let me know. And Marvy stands up, and he walks out the door. So this, this made James curious, and now he uh, is going to investigate this wound that he got to see if there was anything weird about the blade he was stabbed mm -hmm. with because it at this point it's it seemed like it's it's healed correctly but just in case you um, uh i guess lift up your shirt i don't really have to it's more just like brain goes down and like is essentially like looking okay. at what okay is so happening okay internally. no fan service that's fine that's that's cool. No James fan service for this episode. You're not you're not gonna you know, you're not gonna like unless the fans are really into like the inside of James's wounds. <laughs> he lifts up a shirt and shows off his gleaming six pack. You and... pick up that lamplight and you just get some contours going on. Man, oh yeah. This is some Instagram lighting right now on that washboard chest. This is when the smooth Ian morning voice is coming in. Six pack in the morning. Okay. Uh yeah. So you, you investigate your own body and um at service level is the only thing that you can feel that is strange, but there is no wound in the spot where you were stabbed. Instead, you feel nothing. And with that, I'm actually going to have, uh, I think James would at that point, like visually investigate. He does lift up his shirt. James, uh, looking down, you see in black ink, a large kind of Gothic number two, now tattooed on your abdomen in the place where you were stabbed. And we see... A white flash the three of you are sitting in class the next day like nothing ever happened no one knows that you were out you were able to get back into your rooms last night uh all of the police officers gave you their information um they drove off uh there was a third man 
uh, wearing a black uh, hat and kind of a large uh, coat, who was not the detective or the beat cop. He walked to the three of you, put his finger up to his uh, lips and nose as a keep quiet about all this and walked away. You got no information other than that from this individual. And nobody, no one seems to be the wiser about your escapades of the night before. Uh, you all are in new math. That is what is today on the agenda. Uh, up in class, teaching is Professor Sugar Dinner, who is a anthropomorphic hummingbird. Uh, she has a brilliant emerald green head. Uh, she is wearing her shirt with a few buttons unbuttoned. And from that, you can see the crimson red chest. Man, there's a lot of fan service in this episode. Crimson red chest. All those feathers. Mm, lots, lots of feathers. You probably the the defining feature of this course is math is already hard. New math is really hard. But the fucking speed at which Sugar Dinner writes on the board <laughs> with her hand feather hands is just soul crushing. The speed at which the, this is all being documented <laughs> on the board. It's like a hummingbird would be writing. Huh. Uh, but you do catch a few things from this from this lesson. Dr. Sugar Dinner talks like this and she is a little hummy and uh, it's almost like she always has sugar in her system because she loves sugar. And as she writes on the board, she kind of mumbles to herself and she says the following to the class. Class, if you learn one thing from this whole class, it's that new math is very important. It is the foundation of much of our new technology. Without it, barriers could not be broken. And here I'm going to teach you the number one rule of new math. For example, take the number 18, scribbles 18 on the board with uh, exceptional speed. Now, normally we would read this number simply as 18. This is old math. With new math, you do the following. Add up the two integers of a single string. So she takes 18 basically puts nine because it's eight plus one. Now we take the number in the ones place, which would be a nine. She circles it. And you make this the new exponent of the number that already exists. She writes nine to the ninth power. She circles that. And then she writes a very long number on the board. There you go. Add up all the integers, make the ones place the exponent and solve. That is the fundamentals of new math. She turns around and everyone, basically, their their eyes are just burning. You see singe marks. Just everyone's brain is just fried trying to comprehend new math. And uh, she reiterates, I reiterate, this is the foundation of all technology since five, ten years ago. This is how we have the things that we have. This is how the neural network works. This is how every single modern security system is able to function with such precision. This is new math. And she just keeps scribbling on at the board as, as time passes perhaps more slowly than it ever has for all of you. And... Should I roll to take a powerful blow or? Yeah, please roll to take a powerful <laughs> blow. I thought the Brim knew new math though. Yeah, yeah, probably like kind of weirdly inherently because of the alien tech. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, but he's never I like have. learned the fundamentals of it maybe. Before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's why you're like, yeah, everyone knows new math. It's just a thing. Yeah. 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 So take a powerful blow, your culture shock. Oh, for real. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll do it uh sure <laughs> uh it is a seven. Oh wait hang on plus uh 
Oh, nothing. Plus nothing. Okay. It's just, it's just seven. Yeah, so Brim's whole deal was he did the thing that everyone does, which is he started nodding to kind of show the teacher that, like, yeah, I've learned all this before. But then about a minute into the equation, he was like, oh, shit, I'm a fraud. I am a complete fraud. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I nodded, and now the teacher thinks that because I'm from Aplero and all these things that I'm going to be a star student, and then she's going to call on me. These are all the thoughts in your mind right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you take a cognitive <laughs> blow. Perfect. And... We see not a white flash, but the three of you now are standing in the middle of the quad. There's a large oak tree in the center of uh, the academic quad. Um, it's a nice day. You know, this is we're still in August or their equivalent of August, uh, and it is beautiful out. The sun is shining. It's about 75 degrees and with a slight breeze. The three of you are standing next to this large, large oak tree, which is pretty dominating. It is about, you know, eight to 10 feet in diameter. So you couldn't really put your arms around it if you tried. Uh, and children, students are walking to different classes. The three of you are kind of debriefing from last night because you didn't really have a chance to talk before you all conked out asleep. You had to get up uh, and get to class as quickly as possible. And so now the three mm -hmm. of you discuss what occurred last night. All right. So before anything else, in order to not bring up like unwanted attention, can I send images through neural net? Is yeah. That a thing yeah. 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 Can be done. So uh, the the image of the number on the wound I sent to all of them or to both of them like. <laughs> How much context uh, do the two of you even have for this? Like, okay. Is this your way of telling us that you got a tattoo? I mean, it's sick. Don't get me wrong. It's a sick tattoo, but... I, I, I wish this was on purpose. Uh, you got a tattoo by accident? This is where... Did you get drunk without us? No, no. Again, I wish that were true. Uh, no, this is where You wish I you got stabbed. drunk without us? Oh, wait, what? With the scarring is also this number. Two. Yeah. The guy was trying to stab you in your tattoo. I didn't have this before <laughs> yesterday. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So you got stabbed, and now there's a two there. Yes. It's a sick two. Yes. Uh, that's good that you think so. That's what I, I was just I was just trying to make sure that you were okay with it. I, I wanted to, like, I mean, kind of I'm sort of less okay it. with it because I didn't really want it there to begin with. Uh -huh. But, like, it could be worse. It could be worse. People have gotten worse things on purpose. That's true. That's definitely true. You could have gotten a worse tattoo by accident. Was this there when the when the cops patched you up? Did they know about this? I guess not. It was sort of after the the interviewing was all done, and I I I don't I. It occurred to me to check on it, and when I did, this uh, had appeared since the last time. The three of you immediately. Feel that fun feeling when a shiver comes down your spine and it goes from the top to the bottom and back up again. And the shiver is calling you to your left between uh, between the main academic building and also the lunch hall. Hmm, yummy. You see a dark figure wearing a black hat and a long trench coat. He has his finger over his lips, points at the three of you, 
and motions for you to follow him as he disappears between the buildings. Um, uh, hey, uh, I probably not, right? We probably shouldn't follow the stranger. Probably shouldn't follow the stranger. I mean, it's the middle of the day. He was there yesterday, though. Was he with the cops? Was he not with the co- Uh Oh, God. We're going to follow the stranger. We're going to follow the stranger. Yeah. Yeah. James sees this and just says, oh, God damn it, and starts walking towards it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the three of you are now in between the two buildings. There's no one to be found, and there's nothing but a garbage can at the end of the walkway between the academic hall and the, uh, the I guess, uh, commissary, I guess, or the, the dining hall, I guess is the way I said, dining hall in the main academic building. Um, and you guessed it, this is where people throw lunch garbage away. <laughs> that is the tra- giant trash can that you are staring at. And on the trash can... Is this like a trash can or a dumpster? It's a dumpster, giant dumpster. And on the side of the dumpster uh, is a small padlock, and on top of the dumpster is a giant lock. And graffiti is all over this dumpster. You see things like school sucks and new math, more like fuck math. Whoa. Yeah. That's, that's a long, that's Edgy. a long graffito. Yeah, that one, that one, um, that one <laughs> curves around the side of the dumpster. <laughs> it says new one math, the... more like fuck. And then math is on the back. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, among all the graffiti, you see a small post-it. On the post-it is not letters with a pen, but letters written in shadow. You see two things. You see ID, and it just says check wallet. And then below that, it says passcode 112. Uh, who, who still has the wallet? You do. I think you have the wallet. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, You've not told anyone about this. Uh, well, before the other guys, after having done nothing, I might add, uh... <laughs> Flashback to them kind of shoulder shrugging and walking away like three stooges. <laughs> they handed me this, and I pull out the wallet, and I honestly forgot I had it, so... And pulls out the ID. When you open the wallet, you see more than the ID. So you see within this wallet a school ID of Dr. Emeritus Galahad. That's awesome. Love that. Beyond it, you see a uh, second, then third, then fourth, then fifth piece of identification. These are identical identifications to the school ID or every nation of the world and passports to go with them. In Galahad's name? All in Galahad's name. Mm. And then a final card, same picture, different name. Arnold Hammond is all it says on this black ID card. When you pull out that black ID card that says, what did I say, Daryl Hammond? Arnold. Arnold Hammond. Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. Isn't Daryl Hammond like an SNL guy? Yeah, that's yes. a real person. Wow, okay. Uh, yeah, Arnold uh, Hammond. Uh, you see a small, I guess, well, I guess we'll call it a spy light, that thing that like scans a room like a, a light kind of like visor that scans in a circle fashion and you see chink or hear chink and mm-hmm. you see input passcode on the small lock you see kind of the numbers and letters all flipping around like and shifting where they are kind of like one of those little puzzles where you shift the numbers around trying to get one through nine mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. the correct order. So they're all flipping and shifting around as it scans and sees this passcode or sees this uh, ID card. And you now have a zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And it says, please input passcode. One, one, two. Brim puts one, one, two in. Yeah. <laughs> Error. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Uh, are there any? Oh God! Is it new math? Oh God! Do we have to do new math? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Anaya's not. Anaya's out. Uh, let's see if I got that. If I understood new math, like I think I did. Brendan has walked away from the computer. Yeah, it's too long. It's too long. What? The the number is too long. Wait, Brim, wasn't like you seemed like you were you were following along what happened in class, right? No. Yeah, okay. uh no, no, Do you know how to do this? Kind of Oh, that but that's still so many numbers. The and neural networks basically like a like a super smartphone in my brain so i essentially have a calculator up inside my brain <laughs> like trying to trying to yeah that's true uh, five plus six is eleven and wait then, wait 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 you're forgetting how new math works i guess i am i thought it was the number is one one two right right oh wait no so you have to add up all wait <laughs> this can't be correct <laughs> Uh, so it's one plus one plus two is step one. So what number is that? Which which then makes three, and then you take well, that. Well, hold and on. Then it's no, four. hold on. Wait, what? Oh, that's four. Four, <laughs> one, four. four. My bad. Okay, so I uh four zero 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 two. So so here. He, oh my gosh. Wait, wait, hold on. Do we have like fantasy Google in our brains? Because if so, and I is like frantically four googling. Four to the four to the this. fourth power. That's right. It's four to the fourth. What is four, four to the fourth zero, power? Four zero, forty thousand, and two. Click. Click. Accepted. And... New math. <laughs> New math. <laughs> New math. <laughs> New math. Uh, and with that, the padlock on the dumpster clicks open, falls to the floor, and what do you all do? Uh, go in the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The three of you, you the, door. the three of you lift the lid of this large industrial dumpster and you jump in the trash. <laughs>